Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How are you this morning? And we've got rain here in uh, the Sunshine State. Uh, much needed rain, I'm sure. But, you know, it's still a great morning. Uh, even though the clouds are hanging around us, I can see past the clouds. I can see the sunshine on the other side. So I know this is only a temporary thing. We all have to go through some rain in our lives. Today, this is my rain day. But uh, other than that, I'm feeling fabulous. Hope you, too, are feeling absolutely great and looking forward to the day. I want to make this day the best day uh, that I've had this year so far. So uh, what am I going to do with that? Well, first, it starts for me with, with attitude. It starts thinking that this is going to be a great day proclaiming that it's going to be a great day and that good things are going to happen today. I feel absolutely wonderful. Hope you, too, are feeling wonderful. Tell yourself, talk to yourself in terms of of what your day is going to be like. Manifest that to happen through talk. Throw away any negative talk that you have about... Oh, you're gonna. It's gonna be a bad meeting. I'm gonna have, or I'm gonna. I really hate to do this. Now let all that go. Let's talk about the positive energies that you're going to receive in your in your world today. That you're going to emit to other people as you are walking down the street, or walking into office, or you're at home. Maybe you're at home with the kids, or maybe you have a, a home-based business, or maybe you're. Uh, one of the thousands of contract workers or people who work remotely, you're going to have a fabulous day regardless because you're going to make it that. You're going to make it a great day. And if you're feeling under the weather, you know, a lot of, some of that has to do with attitude as well. You know, Your attitude can change or help change how you're feeling. Even though you may be a little sick or a little ill, positive attitude will also help you get through and push through it. So I hope everyone is feeling good and healthy. I hope you'll be better uh, as the day goes on and as the week goes on. Um, as we're going to have a great show. And um, I want, want to talk to you today. I'll tell you a story that, that happened to me, or a couple, two stories that happened to me recently. Um, and uh, also... Uh, my story in terms along with uh, uh, this particular situation, I was sitting uh, at the gym. I was going to the gym as I normally do. I know you can't believe it. I actually do go to the gym. I think I told you a long time ago, I used to be a gym rat. And so going to the gym for me is something that I absolutely love to do. Um, I used to go to the gym seven days a week. That's right. Every day, you can find me at the gym. Um, and uh, I used to go um, when I was going more regularly, which I'm going to start back doing, and I'll talk to you more about that in a minute. But I used to go um, uh, early in the morning, right before I went to work. I would get up and um, 
wouldn't wouldn't really worry about showering because I know it's going to be sweaty. Um, take it. I have my I always have my clothes suited up. I get up, run to the gym. I had a great gym. Go work out uh, for about an hour. Uh, rush into the shower and then you know from there go directly to work. Um, it kind of worked for me because the gym. I passed the gym going home or coming home, going uh, to work every day. So it just kind of made sense as I was getting into my normal routine that I would do that. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, when I uh, weren't necessarily working at that particular uh, job, I still wanted to continue and go to the gym and work out because I just I just love working out. I always have. Uh, it gives me great feelings. Uh, I know it sets off endorphins. And even though you're exhausted, you know, when you're at the end of your workout, maybe, uh, or you're really tired and all you want to do maybe sometimes is think about sleeping. Uh, I, I didn't find it. I would just kind of got me up and got me ready to go. So I used to do that every day. Um, I did, and, and because the gym was right on my way um, to work or coming from work, uh, it was much easier for me to make that commitment and to do that. Um, I found that as I uh, lived further away from work, um, those seven days a week, uh, became maybe five days a week that I would attend. Um, and when I started working two jobs, uh, that five day a week uh, became maybe three days I could make it to the gym. I was still trying to go to the gym um, anyway, but, uh, and that's what I missed was in my life was that kind of activity, that kind of physical activity. So if I wasn't at the gym, I was also doing sports. Uh, I, I'm a volleyball fanatic. I love to play volleyball. Uh, I also uh, love uh, team sports or sports that are physical. And I, I um, trained a lot in, in karate. Uh, and so um, I love that aspect of it in terms of the training. But I, I really got into it, you know, for more of the physical aspect, for more of the Zen aspect. Uh, in terms of karate, but my particular uh, style, which is Chiliu, we did uh, compete in uh, competition. So um, that wasn't my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing to do uh, in, as it relates to karate then was more to just sort of work out and um, was to work out really uh, and the camaraderie with my uh, teammates and uh, the Zen aspect, the mental aspect uh, of the of the sport um, uh, or lifestyle, I should say itself. Um, and uh, I carried I carried all that um, uh, this desire or this likeness for physical fitness, if you will. Um, that started early for me. That started like early, uh, right in elementary school. Um, when I was in elementary school, yes, I'm going to date myself here. Um, there used to be the Kennedy, I think, well, some sort of national fitness uh, awards that we would do, and our competitions. And so we would actually uh, high schools, elementary schools, etc., would compete nationwide. Uh, in these fitness trials, so we would prepare ourselves for that, and then we would. 
uh, you know, go through the competitions and um, and then, you know, they would submit um, uh, the scores or the rates for their, their students and then you find out if you won or you didn't win, that kind of thing. But I just love the, the fact of physical fitness. In fact, that's what I think, that's what I miss for our kids today is recess. Because we're... I don't know that we have recess in all the schools, and, and from everything that I've seen or gathered, uh, we may not have it uh, anymore uh, because of the world that we live in. But when we had recess, we would go outside and we would play games. And recess allowed us to work off some of that energy that we have, and as well as uh, for us to learn how to work together and cooperate with each other and, uh, and uh, to play team sports. So... Uh, so it's for me, as early as, as elementary school, when I started going into that, and yeah, and then I, and then I would watch uh, my favorite show. Uh, one of my favorite shows on television at that time was Zorro, and so I fell in love with the sword. And so when I was in karate, I loved sword fighting. But also when I went into high school, uh, I took up fencing, so I was able to. A fence, and I loved fencing. We used to practice about two to three hours a day. We usually practice that right after right after school. And while I was in school, we had the number one, two, and two uh, fencers, both male and female, uh, in our state. And this was back in Ohio. So, um, uh, but I loved the working out aspect uh, and uh, and getting into it. And so, of course. When Kung Fu came along and we started looking at, started watching that, uh, I always liked uh, uh, the idea of the Orient. And so when Kung Fu came on with David Carradine, I don't know if any of you are out there old enough to remember it, I loved to watch him do um, from the Shaolin Temple. Um, um, I love to watch him uh, perform and uh, listen to the the, the uh, mental aspects in terms of uh, psychological aspects, if you will, or Zen aspects of of uh, what he did in that world. Now, the strange thing, and this is <laughs> this is America. So David Carradine is not Asian. <laughs> by any means, yet he played uh, a Shaolin priest. Um, so I've always found that interesting uh, that we didn't use or didn't um, have a a Asian actor uh, actually play. Uh, the role that David Carradine did. And then also Bruce Lee popped up. So I was also a Bruce Lee fanatic. So I loved um, his performance and what he did and uh, how he could move and um, and and still defend himself. And uh, uh, it was very exciting for me. So I had all these influences going growing up in life in terms of being physically fit and working out, and et cetera, that uh, I don't know that we see so much. But during that, I never thought about, you know, necessarily I need to, um, I need to be a certain size or a certain shape 
Uh, it just kind of happened because you're working out, because you're having fun, you know, you're doing that kind of thing. Um, until I never really thought about it, actually, until I started modeling. And uh, as a, when I started uh, on this road to modeling, uh, one of the things I, when I went to the modeling agency, and I was wearing, I want to say, around a size... Uh, maybe 13 at that time we had size 13 I don't know if we still do or not it's been a while since I've seen that size <laughs> but uh, maybe 13, 12, 13 and went to a modeling agency and uh, spoke with the woman there and she told me I had to lose weight because I was too fat to be a model <laughs> and uh, I thought too fat what do you mean I'm too fat to be a model? This woman doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, and so as I dug around more and did more, and, and so I looked at the models, I mean, they were, you know, wearing zeros and ones or twos. That would never be me. I don't think I've ever worn a zero uh, unless I was in my mother's womb and, and I had zero on. <laughs> but outside of that, I thought, Huh, 12 or 13, a size 12 or 13 is considered plus size in the modeling agency. At least it was. Um, and I thought, wow, 12 or 13. But I was still able to do my modeling role and, and do it um, uh, for a couple of agencies as well as uh, I also did modeling in the malls um, with... Um, a different department store. There was one store that I really liked called Woman to Woman um, that I used to be a mannequin in, an actual mannequin. And uh, and uh, I would always laugh when people would try to come up and touch you and you move and they uh, it startled them. Uh, that was fun. That was fun to me. I know it sounds cruel, but that was really fun for me to, to do that too, maybe put a little life in their bounce or their walk as they're doing it. And I remember uh, there were a, there was a group of Asian tourists coming around and they would take photos and then I'd move and they'd all laugh and <laughs> and, and scramble uh, as I would uh, as I would change poses. But anyway, so in terms of my body image, uh, for the most part I've always had a pretty healthy body image and a pretty positive body image. Um up until a point that something, I think, was happening to me and I began uh, eating and paying less attention to it. Plus, I wasn't going to the gym and exercising as much as I used to. And uh, I had a um, my um, uncle, no, my, my aunt's husband's son... <laughs> How you say that? My aunt's great sons. I told you I was raised by my great aunts. Um, and he used to call me Big Red. That bothered me because I thought I'm not big, you know. But I, that got into my head. And I kept thinking I'm big, I'm big, I'm big. Uh, and then I always had. Uh, I wasn't a. I wasn't a terribly bad looking young lady, but I was. I was basically pretty shy, and people always wanted to touch me. Um, and. Um, so I was very uncomfortable with that, and um, 
So I found myself trying to do things to prevent people from doing that. And we'll talk more about what that was after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You are tuned into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. So we were talking about, for me, um, when I started uh, having issues with my body image, um, it was because um, I had, uh, particularly men, always wanted to touch me, and I really didn't like being a shy girl. 
Uh, and but uh, I found that uh, for some reason uh, there were these men who always wanted to touch my body in some way that I didn't want them to touch it. And so I found myself actually uh, beginning to cover up or um, unconsciously knowing what I was doing. You know, I started eating and uh, I started, you know, being uh, more socially isolated. Um, and um, there were, you know, I, ha- I had a group of friends um, that I would uh, be with. And most of them, most of the time, was athletes. I didn't find I had that problem with people trying to touch you when, you, when I was with my friends and when I was in the athletic mode. But it was people outside of that realm. It was people like the, my, our landlord who always wanted me to um, uh, go somewhere with him or um, would always look at me strangely. And uh, I, I can't describe for you what that looks like or how that looks like, but he, it's just creepy uh, the way it would, would work. Or one of my, and I've never told him, but one of my uncle's sons uh, always used to uh, try to touch my leg or um, uh, one of my uh, my cousin's uh, best friend always wanted me to um, uh, touch him. Um, and, and because of that, I found myself trying to, I think unconsciously, I think that's what kind of when it started, I unconsciously found myself um, feeling less happy about my body or my weight or who I was and um, try to find more ways to hide, I think. And I think that's what happens or that's kind of where it starts sometimes in terms of body image. Uh, And when you start particularly negative body images, you know, which creates low self-esteem because you're wondering, what did I do? You know, why are people treating me this way? Why are they different what is it about me that's different that's you know you're not treating other people that way and you know, it may sound wacky to you or it may sound like you know what does that have to do with that but it but I find as I started thinking about it over the years those things are connected and I bring you to start this I'm talking about or I'm sharing this with you in terms of body image because that's what I'm focusing on today is body image and body positivity because I was sitting at the, I was at the gym, and I had a young lady who, um, uh, who come up to me, and, and I've seen her at the gym before, and we started talking, and she started talking about, I was telling, she started talking about her body and her image, body image, and and that she felt pressured or she was concerned about her weight and and wanted to. Uh, exercise or try to exercise and and try to lose weight and she's tried to diet but nothing was working and she's beginning to feel very sad about it and I could see her tearing up uh, because she says she's she said Carla I I work out uh, four times at least four times a week for an hour hour and a half and I you know I've tried this diet I've tried that diet but nothing ever seems to change us. I can't seem to lose the weight, and I just don't know what I'm going to do. And and people, you know, call me fat, 
and uh, my, my parents or my mom, you know, keeps telling me I need to lose weight, and um, I, my friends, um, when we're out and they talk about people who they call fat, and I wonder what are they thinking about me, are they calling me fat when I'm not around, and she was just so miserable and so sad, I kept, I felt so bad for her. Uh, and so we talked about, you know, uh, some of the things that, that she could do. And I shared her my, my stories with her as well. Um, by the end of our conversation, she was feeling a little better. But still, I'm concerned about, who, uh, about all the women or girls out there who, who have poor uh, or negative body image. And where is that being created and how does that happen? And it's not just girls, because as I... So I, I remember sitting in in uh, in a restaurant, uh, one of my favorite restaurants, and just struck up a conversation with a guy that was sitting next to me, and who, from all uh, appearances, was the picture of health. Uh, he looked as though he worked out regularly. I mean, he had his pecs, and you know, he had his his uh, his arms were good. You know, he had a great body. Um, but he was dealing with body image issues as well because he said it's so hard to be a guy uh, and be judged about how you looked and how your body is. And, and I, like a lot of you, probably blinked or, or thought, wow, that's interesting. I mean, whoever thought about men having body image issues, you know. But as you think about it, and it's like I just, you know, had some... Uh, of course, you know, I, I like to find stats or statistics about it. Uh, and so I can share that information with you so you can see how this is. This is a really serious or or even more prevalent problem or situation than, than you know, most people probably think about. I mean, when we talk about body image, we're talking about more than just weight. We're talking about what our perception is of our physical self. And how we feel about that, that results from that perception. What, it, what are those things? Uh, how do we see ourselves? Um, you know, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about body image. You know, how, do, how are others seeing us? Or how do we think others are seeing us? You know, and um, when, we, when we look at that, you know, we think about the, there are uh, four factors that have been identified, and it's how you see your body, is your perceptual body image, the way you feel about your body is your affective body image, the way you think about your body is your cognitive body image, and your behavior in which you engage, the behavior in which uh, you engage in as a result of all of that is your behavioral body image. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, that's a lot when you think of body image. But I, I'm saying that or, or giving you that information to say to you, when you think of body image, it's more than just weight. There are other factors that contribute to or go hand in hand with that or that are connected to uh, to that in particular. But just to give you a few a few of the statistics that 
I've been able to find uh, surrounding that, uh, which were a little alarming uh, to me anyway. When I think about approximately 80% of women in America are dissatisfied with their bodies, you know, and so we're talking about facial features, weight, body shape, their breasts, their thighs, their butts, you know. 80% 80% of women are dissatisfied with that. And 34% of men have low body image. Um, so they're more concerned about their height or their muscle definitions and signs of thinning hair. And I thought, that is so interesting. And if you consider that 70% of normal women want to be thinner, normal weighted women want to be thinner, you know, you'll ask, you know, you may be thinking, well, what is a normal weight? Well, it really depends upon your height, your bone structure, uh, heritage, all those, there are a lot of factors that go into that. But consider that 70% of women who are considered normal want to be thinner The question in my head is why do they want to be thinner? What is it that's triggering that? What is it that's saying to them, you need to be smaller or you need to be thinner? Why do we chase this body perfect? What is it about it? What is it that we're looking for? Are we looking to hook up? (laughs) Are we looking to find a... Uh, new friends, Uh, what is it that we're looking for? What is it that we're trying to pursue to find this great body that uh, nobody or very few people really have? I mean, if you consider, I think it's less than 10%. uh, If I remember the statistic correctly, I I, I thought I wrote it down, but maybe I didn't. But There are less than 10% of women who actually have this body type that we tend to pursue. Oh, I said less than, it's only 5% of women naturally possess the body type that we see portrayed in in the American media. Only 5% of the population naturally has that body type. And if you consider that, then why are the 95% of us trying to get to what only 5% naturally do? Because we do. The diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because we're trying to get to what 5% of the people naturally possess. That's something to think about. So I'm going to challenge you to, you know, to consider that. And is it really worth it? You know, a few more stats just to see how this is impacting us. So the National Eating Disorder Association says that by the age of six, girls especially start to express concern regarding their weight or shape. Now, why do six-year-olds need to be concerned about 
their weight or their shape. And that between 40 and 60% of elementary school girls ages 12 to 6 are concerned about being, about their weight or becoming too fat. You know, when you're a kid, why do you need to be concerned about that? Why are you worried about that? It's just be worried about being a kid, right? Being free. Having fun. You're not paying any bills unless you're maybe a working actress. Maybe you're paying bills or working actor. And consider that 52% of teens feel that the media pressures them to change their body image. Hmm. So what, how are we being portrayed in the media? And that's just not television. That's also print media. So there are magazines. It's also videos. You know, how are we being portrayed? That's, some of that has begun to change uh, as we see that. Um, every day I see that. I think of, in fact, I just saw, uh, I think it was um, on ABC, uh, they did an interview with the uh, artist Riz- Lizzo. And listening to her uh, <clears throat> and what she had to do uh, to be to get the uh, to work through the the image that she has of herself today, like she says, she just started peeling back the layers and facing each layer and working on herself in that image <clears throat> in order to get to where she is, where she sees herself in a positive light today. And I thought that was rather refreshing um, to see someone who is out there in a public eye constantly uh, with such a positive outlook. And I also like the fact that she plays the flute and she's absolutely fabulous uh, playing the flute. But again, body image, the images that we're seeing are impacting our children, our teenagers, Also, 73% of the teenagers feel appearance affects their body image, which it does. 41% of them also say, also skip meals as a way to diet and lose weight. And 31% have at least one body part that they want to get surgery on. Okay. So... Media has a huge impact on how we see ourselves. Again, I'm not just talking about television, I'm talking about print media, I'm talking about movies, I'm talking about um, videos, I'm talking about podcasts, I'm talking about all forms of media that we're looking at, they're telling us or that for some reason we're feeling that we need to model that. And I ask the question again, why? What does that mean about us? You know, when when 89% of girls have dieted by the age of 17, by the age of 17, why is that? Or why do 81% of 10-year-olds 
afraid of being fat? Why do 58% of college-age girls feel pressured to be a certain weight? Why do 33% of men and 70% of women rate their current figure as larger than ideal? Hmm. And the most gruesome figure to me is that about a thousand women die each year from eating disorders due to malnutrition, heart attack, and suicide. So this body image issue, concern, is something that we really, really need to be mindful of and to consider more seriously because it has and is having a negative impact on not just our children, but children grow up into adults who also have those same body image concerns. And sometimes they get worse. Sometimes the risks become bigger. Sometimes the risk of a negative body image can be can see itself in mental health, can impact our mental health, either through depression or suicide. As I mentioned, eating disorders of some kind like anorexia, bulimia, uh, this negative image can also result in fat shaming. We see this all the time. You see people who post their pictures on uh, the internet and somebody has something to say about how big or how small they are. It can cause low self-esteem. It definitely impacts our physical health, cause emotional stress, and social isolation. Well, how do we get to a more positive body image, more positive body mentally so that we can move past the negativity that we get or that we think or that are the tapes that are running in our head? We'll talk about that on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hey welcome back so why is why is body image so important or why do we? What are some of the things that we need to do relative to improve body image? Well, one of the thing is important. It's important because of our self esteem. So that kind of dictates how we feel about ourselves, and that can uh, that can go through every step of life, every aspect of life that we have, and it can contribute to our happiness and to our well being. So our self esteem is important. So developing a more positive body image is important because of that. It's more important. It's important because of our self-acceptance. So making making ourselves more likely to feel comfortable and happy with the way we with, with the way we are, and less likely to feel impacted by some unrealistic images that we see in the media. That there may be societal pressures to look a certain way. You know. Positive body images starts, some of the start there is with the self-acceptance. Looking at yourself and saying, I'm okay. This is me. This is all me. Wrinkles, bumps, flaps, everything. This is me. And I accept me and that I love me. Every part of me. And that's a process. It's not something that you can just, you know, you know get up, walk over to the mirror, take strip down naked. And look at yourself and automatically say, you know, wow, I look great, I feel great, or this is me. But it's a process that you have to go through. It's like it's like Lizzo was saying the other day, it's sort of removing the layers one layer at a time. And it, and it's a process. It won't happen overnight, but it's something that you have to start doing every day. And another reason why it's important to improve a positive body image is the your healthy outlook and your behaviors because it's, it'll be easier as it gets easier to to balance your lifestyle and your um, and your healthy attitude you begin adding practices that will support that you know, it could be food exercise uh, be being more social you know you're responding more to the needs of what your body is but it starts with one of the things it starts with is that healthy acceptance of what that is you know and one of the things or a couple of things that um, uh, are also factors that you know we need to change that can 
cause a negative body image is, is one is age. You know, our body changes as we age. And we are looking for, and I think I, I mentioned that I, I wrote this out here. Now, when I look in the mirror, I'm thinking, I'm looking for that 25-year-old body. My body is no longer 25, and it won't be 25 again. <laughs> uh, so it's a matter of accepting what is my body today and loving the body that I have or working to improve or getting better at that. But I'm, I don't know that I'm ever going to have that 25-year-old body again because my body won't be 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, gender has a place a factor in it. Society has put such high regard on women to look a certain way, uh, to act a certain way. And I always, I'm always laughing at that when I think about, or I look at the television and look at newscasters and imagine to work in an industry where they were more concerned about what the women looked like than the men. Um, I'm sorry, but to me that just broke. I thought that was just hilarious because the women usually look better than all of the men that were on the <laughs> that were on the news. In fact, there were a couple of them uh, <laughs> that they identified as sexy, and I thought, "Wow, that really is in the eye of the beholder," because I don't see him that <laughs> way at all. Um, but there was a lower expectation for how men looked and a higher expectation for how women look. Uh, and even I think in our families, I think in our, in our families, women were expected to be, were held at a higher standard in terms of what their appearance was or is. You know, I think it's, while it, you know, it may be great, it may be unrealistic to think you can still fit into your wedding dress, you know, 15 years later. I mean, my question I always have is, why would I want to put it, wear the wedding dress again 15 years later and fit in? Why do I want to do that? Um, but there, there is this societal expectation, if you will, that, you know, you somehow remain the same size throughout your life, which is someone it's which to some degree is realistic. And we talk already mentioned low self-esteem and or depression because you know you can get pretty depressed or have pretty low self-esteem if I'm trying to look like Cindy Crawford or if I'm trying uh, you know to look like you know one of the other models. Um, or if I'm if I'm trying to look like Rihanna, I will never look like Rihanna. I will never have that shape. Uh, and even Rihanna, even actresses or people who are quote unquote considered beautiful or in that profession get fat shamed if they gain one pound. Um, which is why I think I find you know many of those actresses refreshing, like. Uh, Cardi B, who just said, this is who I am. This is my body. Love it, leave it. Don't like it. I don't care. You know, which is why I find Lizzo so refreshing uh, um, in terms of her attitude and how her statement about it. Um, because we are more than our bodies, right? 
Uh, and for those people who are teasing or fat shaming, you just need to stop. You just need to stop. Um, because it, it karma will come back. And you don't want that to, to come back to you negatively. You're causing somebody else pain. You're causing somebody else uh, injury by doing that. It's not funny. And who are you to tease or to shame somebody because of the way they look? Um, I'm told that people who are perfectionists have high tendency, high tendencies toward, uh, or have, who have perfectionist tendencies, um, have a um, greater sense to, you know, sort of judge themselves, or people who are high achievers, or or people who think maybe in black or white terms, you know, it has to be this way or that way, are people who. Uh, tend to internalize this beauty image that we've conjured up of ourselves and uh, who often compare themselves to to each other. They're usually at a higher risk of, of developing the um, body dissatisfaction and then in our body size. So what do we need to do? Let's focus on our positive qualities, our skills, our talents, that can help us accept and appreciate your whole self. Again, there's that self-acceptance. You know, that's just, you know, stripping your clothes, stripping off your clothes down to nothing. You know, standing in front of a mirror and looking at yourself and just really appreciating each and every inch, every bump, every lump, because it's yours. Be happy with that. Be happy with that. If you're not happy with it, yeah, you can do something to try to change it, but do it because it's something that you want, not because you're feeling pressured to do it. Do it because maybe maybe it's a health issue. You know, say positive things to yourself every day. Every day. You know, you know look at your feet. Now look at my size 12. I wear a size 12. And I think, hello, beautiful feet. And I can remember every time I look at my feet, it stays with me that... When I wanted to be a ballerina, she told me, the ballerina teacher told me I couldn't uh, be a ballerina because they didn't have shoes my size. Well, maybe they still don't have shoes my size, but I could still dance on my toes. <laughs> I may not be on the stage, but I'm dancing. You know, avoid negative or uh, talk or berating yourself. You know, get those t- uh, tapes out of your head. You know, set it to to unwind or rewind. And start playing those positive tapes about who you are and what you what you've accomplished. You know, it's not what somebody else wants for you; it's what you want for yourself. It's focusing on and appreciating on appreciating and respecting what your body can do that'll help you feel more positive about it. So it's the bending; it's how you move. You know, it's it's. It's how your body makes you look in certain things, or how you feel uh, in certain things as you are, as you're thinking about your body. You know, you're moving gracefully, how your body can help you run. You've got strong legs, you know. Uh, 
to help you run or, or walk faster or, you know, you know, but you got to think about, you know, and more focusing on appreciating and respecting what your body can do for you. Setting positive health focused goals rather than weight loss ones. Because if you, if you think about, oh, I'm going to go on a diet, diets usually don't work. Because you don't change the rest of your life. If you want to improve your health, it is more often than not a lifestyle change that's going to do it. Or if you want to feel better or get better, it's more often than not a lifestyle change that's going to help you work through that and give you a more positive sense of well-being um, than those things that are only related to losing weight. Admiring others' beauty can improve your own confidence, but it's important to appreciate your own beauty. We all are beautiful. You, <coughs> excuse me. There are things about each one of us that are simply absolutely beautiful. That you see someone, it's the how your skin glows or shines. It's you know, it's a beautiful smile. It's you know, it's the curvature of your face. It's you know, all those different things that are about you that are different from other people. You know, it's not comparing yourself to somebody else's image, but it's accepting yourself as a whole and remembering that everyone is unique and has differences that make us all special. And then as you look at the media or you see media, as you see print media in particular, uh, remember the words airbrushed? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of those models, a lot of those images that you, that we see or we have seen in, in media, and particularly in print media, uh, are helped by either artificial intelligence or uh, airbrushing, uh, putting somebody's head on somebody else's body. Uh, we've seen that happen as well. So, uh, to borrow a term from public enemy don't believe the hype you know love yourself accept yourself for who you are for your whole body you know you are beautiful uh, you are so beautiful to me I believe it we all have inner beauty that comes through a temptation she used to say beauty's only skin deep. That is so true. Let your inner beauty shine through. Let your inner beauty shine through today. Love yourself, accept yourself, respect yourself, and take care of you. It's been a great day. It's gonna be a great day, it's gonna be a great week. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Cara D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week.